Let's pretend that this isn't advice. And I'm Erin, and I'm not giving you advice. It's it's not advice. I can't help myself <laughs> give advice. I don't mean to. I don't want to. I want you to be able to live your life, but I know how to do it. I'm a huge know-it-all, and this is where I practice not giving advice to people. Except I totally give advice to them. I'm a lawyer turned professional certified coach, and I just happen to give the best advice. But this is a podcast, not a coaching session, so I obviously don't do that here, except I do. This is not advice with Erin Conlon, your know-it-all lawyer coach friend. This is not advice. Well, hello there. Uh, It's been a while. You might remember me. I am your host, Erin Conlon. Um, I'm so sorry. It's been so long. I have been, well, the truth is I was remodeling a couple of baths. Well, I wasn't actually remodeling the bathrooms. I had people remodeling a couple of bathrooms and it was loud and noisy and I wanted to have a good podcast and that was not going to happen with background noise. And also I didn't want to record at night. So I chose to put this podcast on on hiatus. I thought it would be a couple of weeks. It turned into almost three months. Um, and I really missed it. I missed connecting with everyone. I missed talking to people and learning about their stories and uh, just really being in the presence of people who are doing amazing things. So with that said, um, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, I have learned a lot in the past three months about construction and patience and, um, how much my environment affects my well-being. And I have an amazing episode for you all today. I hope that you enjoy it. This person, Beth Romer is my social media manager. She has fundamentally transformed my experience of my business so that it is way better. I am not somebody who loves being on social media and she makes it look like I'm there all the time. I am not. So, uh, but more important than that, Beth has made my business grow and she is committed to doing that for other people. And she is committed to growing her business and doing so from a place that resonates with her soul and with her family. I love her. I hope you'll love this conversation. I took so much from it, mainly heeding the call of the universe and um, really allowing yourself to be true to you. She talks a lot about how coaching helped her too. I am not her coach, but I do have two open spots in my practice right now. And if you would like to be one of my clients, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to me. Aaron at AaronConlin.com. In the meantime, have a great day. Take excellent care of yourself and enjoy this episode. Hey, Beth. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> um, Beth, you've listened to all the episodes because you know me. You I are do. you are my um, marketing person, my social am. media person. How, how about you just tell everyone who you are? <laughs> I am Beth. 
I am owner and founder of Lulu and Leo's, which is a marketing agency for small businesses. Mm -hmm. And besides that, I am a wife and a mother. I live on a farm, which was always my dream. And I am a huge universe person and manifestation person. And I believe that we are so connected and can utilize that in so many ways, which I know is probably sounds like a crazy thing to say, like, who are you? But that's so huge to who I am and what I believe. That's amazing. All right. Let's start there. So let's start. What's the first thing in your life that you can remember manifesting? The very first thing that I truly remember, like, I think I've been doing it my whole life and I, mm-hmm. I'm been connected my whole life and people have said things to me like, Oh, of course that happened to you. And I was always like, no, but like, you know, I, I believed it. And like this happened and that happened. So I never looked at it that way. But the very first thing is my husband, which I know sounds so wild, but I was in college and I was like, just so over like my college time with talking to guys And I watched this movie and the girl's name was Beth and the guy's name was Nick. And I looked at my roommate and I said, it's official. My next boyfriend's name is going to be Nick and I'm going to marry him and everything's going to be great. And she was like, okay. And then like, I went to the bar that night and I didn't meet anybody named Nick and I had the time of my life. And I'm like, well, he'll come around sometime. And then that summer I met my husband and his name is Nick and we're married. And yeah, so that's like the first time where I was like, okay, this is creepy. Like when I told people I was dating somebody named Nick, people were like, that's creepy. Because like I literally said it. What movie was it? (laughs) I don't even know. It's with Kristen Bell and like Dax Shepard. I think that's when they like met. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I don't even know what it's called. And it was, I don't even know. So yeah. And that was the first time that I realized that when you put something out there and like truly believe in it, it happens, which Mm -hmm. I know sounds silly, but it just like, why do you keep saying that it sounds silly? I think maybe with like the relation with the naming part, maybe that's why I'm saying that. Like I said, his name was going to be Nick and it was, but yeah, I guess it's not silly because I really do believe it. And that was the first time that I truly was like in awe of myself, that I was that connected that that was going to happen. Well, all of this stuff that like, I don't know. I fully believe it. I manifested my LSAT score. <laughs> you did? I did. And I didn't know that that was what I was doing at the time. And I had zero business scoring what I scored based upon all of my practice tests. But I got exactly the number, which I definitely manifested too low. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done higher. I, mean, I should have. I should have aimed for a much higher number. But yeah, I yeah. think like... We do that a lot. And more often than not, we're probably manifesting things that are crappy. And we're not acknowledging it as manifesting crappy things. Without a doubt. And I don't think, I think also people have an idea, and I used to be this way with manifesting that it's like, okay, if I want a million dollars, like I just need to picture a million dollars and manifest a million dollars. And I've learned that it's not about manifesting a million dollars. It's about feeling abundance in my current life so that then more attracts to me. That's going to help me get to what I exactly want to manifest. So there's a lot about this like sense of being and like feeling complete in your life in order to attract more. 
So tell me about why you've always wanted to live on a farm and how that has to do with who you are too. I feel like that also is probably something that I manifested because when we first started, my husband and I first started dating, I said I wanted to buy a 30 acre farm and eventually own a Christmas tree farm. Like this was like my thing because I love Christmas and I just wanted to disconnect. I'm a very social person, but I am an introvert in the sense that like, I don't want neighbors. I don't want people to just like pop on over for a glass of wine. Like I need it to be on my time that it's scheduled and like, I'm ready for it. I love having a glass of wine with people, but like it cannot be unexpected. I'm not an unexpected (laughs) person. So I just have always like loved the idea of just having space and being able to roam around. And I knew I wanted to have a family. And so the idea of like my kids having places to run and explore and not feeling nervous that a car is coming down the street, like I just wanted space. And Mm -hmm. honestly, we moved here right before the pandemic happened. And I cannot imagine our life if we weren't with this much space, like it has felt like such a, like fresh of breath, like breath air, because it was just like, there's just so much to do and so many places to explore where we are. And I I love it. Like I literally feel like I start my day grateful when I look outside, which also I think helps me to attract more and be grateful for my life. Yeah. I think Well, what I hear in that is, you know, as a person who is founded by the universe, connected to the universe, and here for the universe, if you're not also saying thank you, universe, why, what are you looking for? If you're not appreciating what is, what's next is not going to be valuable to you either. Yes. And a lot of big things have happened to me since moving here. And I think probably the the biggest thing is I found my spirit animal, which I don't know if you know what your spirit animal is, but I have a spirit animal and it comes to me here in like the craziest ways and does the craziest things for me. And like, it's, I don't think I would have ever found that if I wasn't here. So tell me more. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm taking this deep, deep conversation with you. This is definitely super fun. I'm definitely very much like a hippie in this aspect of my life. And I feel very, so I'm working really hard on meditation and you're the one who taught me about like New Year's resolutions. Like, do we really need to have a New Year's resolution to have a better life? It's like, no. So I'm so anti New Year's resolutions. (laughs) I know you are. And there's a lot of things that you've helped me with, with like your, your stuff. So I decided after like listening to you, I'm like, okay, so like, what can I do to build my practice better, like emotionally with the universe versus just, you know, like, am I really going to make a resolution to like get in shape? It's like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. So my resolution of sorts, or just my goal for the year is to become more connected and grounded with the universe and like my meditation practices and whatnot. So the first time I ever did this meditation practice about finding your spirit animal, you do this meditation where you like close your eyes and it, you, the first thing that pops in your mind, it could be a word, it could be an animal, it could be, I mean, like whatever you're trying, whatever sign you're trying to get from the universe. And then you open your eyes and you ask for it and you say, you know, please send me my sign. And 
they say it like hits you like a ton of bricks and it does. And now whenever I am feeling anxious or need guidance or need help, I meditate or say a prayer and ask to see my sign in the right way. Because there are some times where I see my sign on just a random day and it helps me. I'm like, oh, hi. Like it makes me feel connected, like that I'm being guided and watched. But it's not providing me like an answer in that moment because I'm not searching for an answer. So when I do ask for it, I see it in a different way than normal, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, and I think that's true with like any sign from the universe. There are the signs we get from the universe that are reminders that we're connected. For me, it's always numbers. I have been seeing like specific numbers recently and it, there it's always like you're not alone <laughs> we're yeah. we're poking you um and it's because i notice patterns like that is how my brain works i notice patterns and so i will notice numbers more than i will probably an animal because in the city i'm yeah. going to see one of five animals yeah right yeah um and I also think that, like, there was a series of th- a year or so there where I kept seeing white feathers everywhere, which is also, like, an e- a sign from the universe that, like, your angels are protecting you. And white feathers mm-hmm. are different than seeing black feathers. Totally. Or gray and white feathers. Um, so I, I get what you're saying. And I Google yeah. this stuff all of the time. <laughs> all the time. I literally, What's I Google it all the time. And when people tell me they saw something, I'm like, oh, did you, did you Google what that meant? And they're like, what? I'm like, that, you, that was a sign. Like, you, you literally just got a sign, like an insane sign. So I have had people say in the past when I'm like telling my sign, like, well, you live on a farm. Like, you're bound to see it. I'm like, well, I mean, not necessarily. Because a lot of times when I see it, it's not when I'm at my farm all the time. And I also am aware of it and I pray on it and they, it comes to me very differently. So it's crazy. Crazy. When I was going through my first version of a spiritual awakening, the animal I kept seeing was a peregrine falcon. And Interesting. It, mm-hmm, I don't see them anymore. Really? And it was when I worked downtown and, um, you know, peregrine falcons actually live in the city and it's because they can sit high up on these uh, high rises and swoop down and get rodents. So, but you don't know that they live in the city. Uh, but the building that I worked at has this like Gothic architecture style and I kept seeing them and it was part of this like awakening that led me to become a coach. That's crazy, Aaron. I mean, like, it's so cool. I believe all of it. It's just, it's, it's wild. And I do also think that you can have a spirit animal that like you ask for signs and stuff, but there's also signs you get from the universe that isn't necessarily your spirit animal. So mine's a hawk. And like, when I say I see a hawk, like I will literally have a hawk that is sitting next to my window, five feet away from me, staring at me to the point where I can take a picture of it. Like that is how close my signs get. But then there's also times where, I mean, I've lived here for three years now, never seen a bald eagle in my entire life. And I was having a really hard time. I was like starting to doubt myself, starting my own business and all of this. And a bald eagle was circling around me and to the point where I could get out my camera and take a picture of it. And that was just like a huge sign in in itself when you look at like what seeing a bald eagle means is just to like think bigger 
and don't yep. get so caught up in the day to day. Like you really have to think big. So it was just this moment of like release where I'm like, okay, like the universe that's, was like sending me a different sign because they're like, you're so too funny. into it. Yeah. It's very similar to what I was seeing. Like, I don't see them as much anymore, but similar like messages of like get elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I love, I love it. it. Like I literally love it. I, I'm like so into all of that. And it honestly helps me to with make peace with a lot of my decisions. So I am somebody who loves hearing other people's opinions on like some of my decisions, like just with my family too. Like I'll ask for advice. And a lot of times I do tend to take a lot of their advice, even if necessarily it's not what I want, or if I think And ever since I've become more connected now, when I like have those conversations and I get advice that I might not agree with, I pray on it with the universe. And like, I always get my answer and not seeing your sign is an answer. Like if I don't get my sign, I'm like, okay, like there's my answer. It's not the right time for this. And then I move on. That's a lot of faith. Yeah. You have to, I I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to force it. It, if I don't get my sign, it's not the right time. And I need to, to trust that. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like I've always tried to control my life and everything. And lately it's been more out of control than it's ever been. And I feel more connected than I ever have. Well, let's talk about what you're up to other okay. than making my life a million times easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank I'm you. Glad. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> What do you, what are you up to? What does Lulu and Leo's do? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll just. Okay. Yeah. So we, we do marketing, social media and digital marketing for small businesses and small businesses can range from a one person business bringing in, you know, six figures to a 30 people business bringing in 20 million, like small business kind of is a large range, but specifically focusing on small business, like that's our bread and butter and we love it. So it all started really fast. It happened really fast. Thanks to you, Aaron, being one of my first clients ever. It was this idea I had after working, actually it wasn't even my idea to be completely honest. I started working with my coach and I, the fact that I even went with her or like even did it is a universe thing in itself. Like I still to this day cannot believe I commented on her post. She was like giving away a free session and like, it is so not like me to do it. And I, that day I was just like, yep. Cause I just felt so done with my current work and some of the things that were being said. So I was like, I'm done. I'm going to, I'm time to change my life. So I was going to start a pillow shop. I'm like, (laughs) I I have the pillows on my couch. They're here. Like I literally sourced the fabric. I have the name. I I started an Etsy shop. I was doing all this stuff. My family do a pillow shop. Like I am a huge dreamer. That's another thing. I, all my friends, when they have an idea come to me because they know that like, I'll tell them what they want to hear in the sense of like, well, yeah, I mean, like, if you want something bad enough, and you love something, it's gonna happen. So like, I'm a huge dreamer, I can see any like the yes in any situation. So I've had so many business ideas, like, it's just Mm -hmm. my thing. And so I was gonna start a pillow shop. So that's what I met with her on. So like, the first like, time we were meeting, it was like, okay, so like, what can you do for your pillow shop? Like, what kind of goals? I was like, having people write me reviews, like, all this stuff. And then 
I was like giving her advice on her social media and helping. And she's like, I just, you want to own your own business. I just have to ask, like, why aren't you doing this? Because I was also doing social media for somebody else. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think anybody would like really pay me to do this. And then like, that was it. And then like I, that whole week was thinking on it and I'm like, why aren't I doing this? And then I realized with like where I was currently, so I was working at a marketing agency. We didn't do social media. And whenever somebody asked, it was just something we didn't do. We also, a lot of times wouldn't work with businesses that didn't have a certain budget. And so I realized, okay, there's something here. Like there's nothing out there for small businesses, for social marketing and email marketing and just digital marketing in general. So I'm like, I'm going to go for it. So I, I did. And with working with a coach, if people aren't currently working with a coach, I highly recommend. Aaron's a great coach if people need one. And you put goals in place. So like she made me say things like, okay, in you know three months, I'm going to be where? And I had to say it out loud, which was like very, very scary and sweaty. And I was like, there's, I mean, like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, in three months, I'm going to be quitting my job. Like, am I really saying this? And in three months, I quit my job. Like, it's crazy crazy what coaching can do. But anyways, besides the point. So that's what I did. I started my own business. It happened very, very fast. I have two employees now, which are making my life 10 times better, which is what I needed. And so I'm still very much in like startup mode and know what I want for my business. And I'm trying to get there, but there's still Mm -hmm. like a lot that I need to do to get there, but I'm working on it. Well, why does what you do, like social media marketing and biz- and marketing for small businesses matter in the first place? To me, it's, I mean, it's so much of what we are as a country and even as people. Like, you know, there's all these big businesses and, you know, my husband's an entrepreneur, my mother's an entrepreneur, and so many people in my life are these amazing entrepreneurs that I can't imagine if we didn't have their businesses and what they do for the community. So to me, it's like a no brainer that this is something that we need. Like I want to support people's dreams. And I think that's it too, because I'm a big dreamer and like, I, I want success for everybody. So I want that for small businesses and I want to give that to them. There's enough success to be around. I think a lot of people believe that like, because somebody else is successful, like they're not going to have success or, because somebody else is a coach, like they can't go into coaching because it already is being done. And like, it's, it's not being done by them. And it's something that people need to do. They need to follow their dreams. I mean, I totally agree with you. One, there's success everywhere to be had everywhere. And yeah, but how does marketing facilitate success? Mm. Well, you have to advertise yourself. You have to tell people (laughs) you do, you do, because how are people supposed to know that you're out there and how are people supposed to relate to you and how are you supposed to be relevant? I mean, the way that technology is today, you, you have to be relevant. People need to be able to find you. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I pick a business that I'm going to work with, like personally, not like professionally, just personally by looking at their Instagram account or their Facebook and like seeing what they're posting. Like if I see that they are celebrating, you know, International Women's Day, I'm like, oh, I love this. Like I feel connected to them. Like I seeing that kind of stuff 
is important. And that's how a lot of people make buying decisions these days. And so Mm -hmm. you have to be relevant. Yeah, I think at least in my experience, it's not like my clients come from my Instagram, but they probably get turned would get turned off if I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And I might turn the clients that aren't for me probably get turned away because they're like, uh, this isn't for me. She's not my person. And I'm yeah. okay with that. Like, I also think, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that if we're not sharing what we're up to, then we're kind of just like acting in a vacuum. Yeah. I think there's something to it about inspiring others too. I mean, by putting yourself out there. And I think when I first started this, it was, you know, I had to make my first like real and I wanted to literally die inside. I mean, like there was nothing I hated more. I'm not like that. Like I do care what people think about me. Unfortunately, it's something I'm working on and I wish that I didn't with everything in me, but I do. And I remember somebody making a comment about my reels and it like threw me for a loop in terms of like just how I was feeling. And then I got like, defensive or I'm like, well, I'll show them I'm going to make this a business and all of that. And I did. And I didn't do make this business to prove them wrong. But there is something about you kind of have to like let go of what you think people are going to think about you or Mm -hmm. put yourself out there in a way or put your business out there. If you have 20 employees and you're doing a dancing reel that people fall in love with, like that's something you should be proud of it. Like you should be proud of your business. And it this is where technology is going. This is where the trends are going. And this is what people have to do. So it can be scary to jump on your stories and to put yourself out there, but you have to do it if you want to really connect. Yeah. What did I tell you? I'm not pointing at things. (laughs) You will not point at things in your reels. I'm like, well, we don't have to point at things. Erin doesn't want to point at words. (laughs) She's like, I'm not pointing at fake words. Um, And you haven't. And we've made it work with what you're comfortable with. So I think that's too, like my business is, I'm not forcing people to do things they don't want to do. Like I want to be respectful of what people think their brand is. And I want to be respectful to their goals and their dreams, but I also still want to push people in a way that they are putting themselves out there. Well, I think that that's kind of the point, right? There's the authenticity piece to what you're saying too. You're making a business that is authentically you. Mm -hmm. And it would be really kind of crazy for you to suggest to your clients that they do anything other than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's what I love about working with you is that like, if I push back on something because it feels inauthentic to me, you're going to say, okay. But if I push back on it because I'm just being an asshole, you'll be like. Sometimes I I push back (laughs) after you push back. I'm like, well, let's try it. Let's try it. And and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it's all like a, a test, you know? Right. Well, and I think that's kind of the thing too. That's never a one and done thing with marketing. No decision will make or break you. Yeah. No, no. And you have to play around. Like you have to change things up and you have to try different strategies. And if you've done something for a while, it's like, all right, let's change. Like let's, you have Mm -hmm. to move. I mean, it's marketing changes every single day and you have to react to it and adapt truthfully. So 
And it's, you know, I think a lot of people when they first come to us, they ask, you know, how many followers can you guarantee me or how much this? And I always say, like, I can't guarantee you any followers. Like, I hope that it happens. We are going to be consistent. We are going to tell a story on your Instagram and on your social media platforms. But I can't guarantee you at the end of this, you're going to get 10,000 followers. I just, I, I can't, but I can guarantee you that the time working with us, your life is going to be better. It's going to be organized and thoughtful and it's going to be, your marketing is going to be taken care of. And I mean, we do want you to grow. It's not like we're going to just not hope that you grow and not try things to make you grow. But it's definitely just something our goal is to just make your life easier and take something off your plate. Mm-hmm. So what's your vision? What's your big, I'm not there yet vision? Yeah. It changes a lot. So, <laughs> you know, one minute it's like, oh my God. And I'm in this transition phase right now too, which is throwing me for a loop, to be honest. It's like, it's, it's, I'm transitioning my business, which I think is good. And I think it's what the universe is calling me to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be patient with it and, and do it, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'm like, I was like saying a prayer in my car the other day. I'm like, you know, I'm really patient, like, you know, help make sure that I'm still going on the right path. Like I, I didn't want to make sure I wasn't like going too far down something I shouldn't be doing. Um, so yeah, my, my vision, I had this big horse barn out there that's from the 1800s and it's beautiful. It's like all, I mean, it, it needs a lot of work, but it's stunning. The wood is stunning. Everything's beautiful. We have no horses. And I have always dreamed of that becoming my business one day and having the stalls be offices and I can just see it. I can picture it. This was my thing. I'm going to renovate this barn to be my business. I was going to have three to four employees. So that was like my big thing of like what I wanted to do. And then now everything's like kind of transitioning where it was just social media at first. And now I'm becoming more of a marketing agency. So does it make sense to only have three to four employees or should I dream bigger? And should I have 10 to 20 employees? And I don't know. My ultimate, ultimate dream is to have a very successful business and help a lot of people. And then financially also just be able to support my family and other people who want to work for me. And I think when I started this, I was having a really hard time as a mom. I feel like a lot of people. So once somebody said to me as a mom that some days you being a mom wins and some days your work wins. And it's okay that like one day your kids aren't like the focus and your work is. And then the next day Mm -hmm. your kids are the focus. And I used to be able to justify that and be like, okay, yeah, like I can't have it all. And I was like, well, you know, no, like I, I want to have it all. I want to be able to have it all. And I want other people to feel that way. I don't want people to feel when they have to take off to go take their kids to the doctor that they have anxiety that their work isn't getting done or how are they going to get on tonight to get it done. And so I wanted to create a place that's always two weeks ahead so that when life happens, people can focus on life and not have to worry. So that's kind of like a really long answer to where I'm going with this, but well, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a pretty noble goal and being two weeks ahead is a great plan but it also doesn't really address the structural concern of like sometimes shit happens and maybe part of what you need is to work with people, clients and human beings who actually have your back. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, that and might- I do think with working with small businesses that happens. So like the other day when I was having issues with my dog's health and my kids and everybody was sick and I emailed all my our clients and I was just like, here, I need some some grace today. We're going to try to get everything done, but here's the situation. And every single one of my clients is like, please don't worry about it. Like it's not important. And so I think that's kind of where I realized I made the right decision with like who I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you work with a big business with a big budget, they don't care. They're paying you guys to get it done. And we are going to get it done. But to have the grace and understanding was just like a beautiful moment and this aha moment that I was like, I did the right thing. Well, and if you're doing this to su- support small businesses, those small businesses are going to have those moments too. And right. like, how cool would it be to have a marketing agency be able to like go on somebody's social media and be like, hey, Erin's got a family emergency. She's not taking clients for the next two weeks. Yeah. We'll be back when yeah. things are okay. I would love to know that my my social media people can create a message like that for me in that way from compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. Like I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that life comes first and I, and your personal life comes first. And, and I think a lot of employers say that and that they understand it, but they don't walk the walk. It's like, I want that for people. Like I want people to feel like they can be a mother and have a career and do a really great job at life. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. my goal for people. I mean, most people are lying liars with lying pants. No, oh, it's insane. It's insane what people say that like they do. And I'm like, yeah, you don't do that. You know, you well, can say that you're like, oh yeah, family first because we give you like the week at Christmas off. And I'm like, is that family first? <laughs> like, <laughs> or cause I was working till 10 o'clock at night last night. Like, no. Well, I mean, back to kind of what you're trying to create, like you have this vision of working out of your barn and who you're working for and the experience that you want to have. Is there anything in your vision that you feel like is missing? Like for, you mean like missing in the future, like my dream? Like, it sounds as though you're, there's something you're unsure of. Yes. Yes. I am unsure of my current direction. Uh, Do I just stick with social media Mm -hmm. and just do social media? Or do I continue down the path of a marketing agency? And my my signs have been that I continued on the path of a marketing agency because I, it's hard to say to somebody, you know, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but if you're not sending out your emails and you're not nurturing your current, you know, following or your current customer list, are you really doing all of your marketing initiatives? So I think with small businesses too, you know, when they come to us, we kind of have to be able to do it all for them because they don't have time to do that for themselves. So that's kind of where I'm a little unsure. And then I'm a little unsure too of how big my small businesses should be. There's obviously something to it with working with bigger small businesses, bigger budgets. 
but I also want to be aware and respectful of the original dream. Like I know things can change and working with coaching, I get it. Like you can say you're going to do something and it can change. It's okay. Mm. But so much of like where I am today is because of the original dream. And I want to be respectful to that in a way. So I'm in this weird phase. Well, are you making it mean something? Yeah, I am. Like we, we are, and we talked about it and we're all meeting as a team next week and we're doing our vision board for our business. And then we're doing a vision board for our personal lives because our personal lives are just as important as a business. So I'm like, you can put on your personal life that you want to own your own business. Like, I understand that my dream is not your dream. So like, let's all like, <laughs> you can quit. It's okay. You can quit. You're allowed to quit. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just like, give me like a little bit of a notice because I'm really in a transition phase. So I need to understand that you're going to leave. But yeah, I understand that like my team is dream is not to like work for me their whole life. And that's okay. I get it. But yeah. So it's I'm being respectful and understanding of I want to always have a place for the really small businesses and business owners within my business. So like no matter how big I get, I always want to have room for them and like just get to a very organized and like strategic place so that it's always there versus like being like, okay, nope, I'm done. Like I'm bigger now. Can't take you guys. Sorry. Like that's not what I ever want to do. So I'm trying to be, I'm just in this weird place. Really, truly. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I want to have everything and I want it to be perfect. And I want to be there now, but I also want to be where I am right now. And I want to thank the universe and I want it to be okay. And I just, yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. That, that's me right now. So I am truthfully, like I'm in this place where I know it's going to happen. It is happening, but it's not how I probably would have like put it on paper to happen. So it's, I'm just trying to go with it all and, and see where it takes. I also know that most of the things in my life that I didn't control to perfection have been better for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to go with it. Well, you've... We, we were talking right now or just before this about my bathroom remodel, right? Yeah. Okay. This is very much like the process of remodeling, it sounds like, mm-hmm. where you have the finished product in the, the vision of what it'll look like when it's done and like all of the steps that you need to do to like get it ready and the yeah. people that you have to execute, like to get to, in line to execute the vision. And then they come into your house they destroy it. They leave a bunch of things in your dining room, including a bathtub, and it's impossible to live with. And then you just have to hope that it turns out okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) My bathroom is not finished. Um, Do you have a bathtub in your dining room right now? Because I do. (laughs) No, I just have a table full of laundry because my life feels crazy. But yeah, no, I, Yes, that's exactly where I'm at. And I think with the renovation phase, you get to this point where you're like, is this worth it? Or you also get to this point of, is this going to turn out how I wanted it to? Like, Mm -hmm. you start to doubt, like, am I going to like the design? Am I going to like this? And I think with being a small business owner, there's a lot of fear that comes with it. And I think a lot of people don't always 
talk about the hard parts of owning your own business, which there's a lot of hard parts and there's a lot of emotional times and you have to do taxes, which um, (laughs) I am not that kind of person. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I finally met with an accountant and was like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't understand a lot of things. And I'm a very smart person in my own way, but this is just not my cup of tea. And I don't want to go to jail. And she was like, okay, let's keep you out of jail. You know that they don't send you like straight to small business owner jail. (laughs) Well, it is a fear of mine to go to jail. I once watched this movie where this girl got accused of something she didn't do. And it's like, it's so scary. That's like my fear. So yeah, I was like, I can't go to jail. And she's like, well, I'm I'm not going to let you go to jail. I'm like, okay. So there's just like a lot with owning a business. And a lot of stress that people don't always understand. And I think it's hard sometimes to talk about it with people because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people expect you to just be grateful that you get to control your schedule and grateful that you're following your dreams. And it's like, yeah, I am grateful for all of this, but also this is still hard. What's the hard, like... I hear that the taxes and the administrative stuff is, is hard. I hate it too. I'm very annoyed with my accountant because like I'm having a digital paper analog problem with them. Oh, anyway. Um, but so outside of that, like once you get through your first round of taxes, what is actually the hard part for you? I think for me, it's the hardest part for me right now is learning to not live in fear or to let fear control my life, which has been hard. And I didn't realize how much of my life was controlled by fear. And now I am, I'm actively choosing every single day to look at my business and my life and the decisions I'm making through love versus fear and like having that shift in my mindset, Mm -hmm. but it is still hard to do. And I have two employees and, you know, if I lose a client, it's okay, well, that's gone. So now I have to get another client and it's no longer this like stress of just me. I have the stress of other people. And then also just, you know, I have a family and I was making a very great income at my last job. And so it's this pressure, I think that I, I knew was going to happen but I wasn't expecting the pressure to feel as heavy as it does sometimes. It's kind of a lot, isn't it? Oh, it's a shit ton. Um, how do you give yourself, let yourself off the hook? Oh, I feel that I have my moment. So I lost my first client. I was increasing pricing and they had said that they were going to move forward and then ended up not. And they're doing with somebody else for less money. And I told myself in that moment that I was allowed to feel sad. I'm like, you are allowed to feel disappointed and you're allowed to feel sad for tonight. And then tomorrow morning you wake up and you choose to see your business with love. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. So that night, I was like bummy and I'm like, ugh, this sucks. 
And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to email all of the competitors now that like I'm not working with them and try to get the same kind of business from a different company because I can at this point and not even Mm -hmm. like in a mean way of like trying to be better. It was just like, okay, well now this opens the door for me to get some of the competitors. So I did that and have some emails out to people and chose the next day to just choose joy, I guess. I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard. Like I feel like the, with owning your own business, the highs are so high and the lows are so low. Yeah. My, my experience of it has been to like, one thing that has helped me has been to even out the highs and lows. Um, like the more experience I have with getting a new client, the more experience I have with getting a, um, I don't know. It's just less scary. Sorry, I was letting my dog out. Um, he tends to just sit by the door and like scratch it until I let him out. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a part of me and I hate sometimes saying this out loud because I don't want to act like my life has been easy, but things have come easy to me. Mm. And in a sense of, when I put my mind to something, I do it. And when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And like people are, you know, you just decide one day you're going to like be vegan and start a blog. And I was like, yeah, I, I did. And I did it. And like, I did it. And I'd never feel this, like, like I just stop doing something. I, I always follow through and I, it's been easy for me. And so when I look at what success looks like to me, I do picture it being just this like, climbing uphill. Like you start here, you go here. And like, it's just going to happen. And I realized with working with a coach that like, my journey is going to be very much like uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill. Mm -hmm. And I understand that now, but sometimes it can be hard when you're going through the downhills. Has anyone ever talked to you about like the, the extent to which you can experience any emotion is the extent to which you'll experience the other emotions? Do you, have you ever no. seen Inside Out? No. Okay. I don't know how many times I've referenced this movie on this podcast, or I've referenced it at least five times a week. Who's but in it? Inside Out is a Pixar movie with uh, Amy Poehler and Mindy Kaling. It's the one where uh, it's the emotions in the little kid's mind. Oh. You've never seen it? No. It is one of my favorite movies. Okay. By and large. But – what it talks about is like how you need sadness in order to experience joy. It's true. How rage and disgust are vital to understanding like love and enjoyment. Yeah. And peace. You don't get yeah. those without the other. Agreed. Agreed. And I think it's something important to remember. And I do think with the highs and the lows, it's given me a better perspective on how to handle it with other people. So because things tended to come easier to me when people were going through hard times, 
I probably wasn't the best person to talk to because I didn't always understand. I didn't understand it. Like I'm like, oh, it's fine. Just deal with it. It's cool. Like you'll just figure be it happy. Out. Just be tough. Like choose joy. <laughs> choose joy. And so now that like I am experiencing it, I do think it's given me a better. I'm more empathetic to other people, which I love. Mm-hmm. So that's helped me a lot in that way. But yes, I think I'm trying to allow myself to feel feelings because I don't want to say that like life is so easy. You just have to like whenever you're like crying, like just choose joy. Like that's not what I'm saying. But I think there's a way to shift your life when you're having these hard moments. And this month has been hard for me and I'm I've been shifting a lot. So (laughs) I'll let you know if it works out. I'm praying. What I'm hearing you say is like not you know, as someone who's very connected with the universe, there's something that happens, which is, have you ever heard of the term spiritual bypassing? No. Spirit, spiritual bypassing is this idea of like, I'm so connected to the universe, then it's fine because the universe is giving this to me. And so I'll just bypass the pain. I will bypass whatever this is and not feel it or go through it as a way to, and like using your spirituality as a way to uh, stay above it. Yeah. Um, and what I'm hearing you say is like, okay, I, I will sit in the, excuse my language. I will sit in the shit for tonight. Mm-hmm. I will let it be there. And also I see that I have an opportunity to choose something outside of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, you have to feel how you feel. I mean, like, I've, I've got to feel the feelings and I need sometimes to cry. And sometimes I like, you know, like if you ever need a good cry, whoo, YouTube soldiers coming home from war and you will cry. <laughs> oh my God. So I, like, yeah. yeah. Soldiers coming home from war. If you just ever like want to sob, like I highly recommend watching that or Marley and me and then like just getting a good cry and <laughs> going back to life so yeah so I definitely feel feelings and like I'm like I need to get all this out and then yeah there's something about it of I don't want to live in it I don't want to live in this mentality of this is how my life is and I think a lot of times that's where we make mistakes is we feel that things are constantly being done to us and I don't think that's the case I think that situations happen and how we choose to react to them will make make or break your future. And if you Mm -hmm. constantly feel the victim in your life circumstances, I do think that you'll always be the victim in your life circumstances. Agree. So, Um, so you said earlier that like you will ask people for their advice. Mm -hmm. I don't like this about myself. (laughs) (laughs) I do not like this about myself. Why not? Because I, I think sometimes I say too much. So I'm an open book. Like, I don't care. Like, I will literally sit down and have dinner with somebody. And they'll be like, so, like, you know, are you going to try for a baby? And I'm like, well, you know, maybe in, like, February. What are your thoughts? Like, why I care about that, I don't know. Um, but I tend to do that. Or, like, I give just – I I think I give too much of what's inside of me and my personal life out. And it has never hurt me in any way. Like nobody's ever used it to hurt me. But sometimes I think back and I'm like, did I really need to like 
ask their permission for that? Or did I just ask for permission? And it's, I think it's more me like trying to validate my feelings. Mm. And I don't like that I do that. So I am getting better in the sense of making decisions and just owning them. Um, well, I see where you're looking. And I think that having someone validate you is super valuable because, you know, sometimes we need to be seen and heard and understood. And, yeah. you know, have you ever gotten some advice or some feedback that like, you know, you see is good. You're like, this is really good feedback. This is really good advice. And at the same time, it just like makes you fall flat on your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to think in my head. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of an example of when that's happened and I don't have anything like top of mind, but yes, that has happened to me. We're like, they're saying it and you know, it's true. And you're like, okay, thanks for your feedback. And then like, I want to die inside after. Oh my God, right. <laughs> and I'm like, shock, I have to do something. I have to change something or <laughs> I don't want to. So it's hard when that happens. But then there's also times where people give their advice and, I take it and I'm like, you know what? I'm just taking it. And that's all I can do because it's not what I think is right for me in this next part. Mm. How about terrible advice? Have you gotten like terrible, terrible, terrible advice? Mm. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've gotten terrible advice. I'm trying to think what that is though. I don't know if I have any top of mind. I mean, I've had people say things to me that about me that have like rocked my world that have completely changed my life and what I've done. If that makes sense. So it might not necessarily be advice in this situation, but I've had people say things to me like opinions Mm -hmm. that have literally completely changed my destiny, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Can you think of one off the top of your head that you'd be willing to share? Yeah. Only because I know from experience listening to this podcast that anything goes. So I'm hoping that whoever whoever said this to me won't listen this long. So I'm going to go for it. Um, but <laughs> yes. So I was having a yearly review and they somebody said to me, we don't know. Hold on. My husband was emptying the dishwasher. It's too loud for this. That's so nice of him. Thank (laughs) you so much, Nick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just was like, please don't. Um, Yeah. So I was having a yearly review and they basically told me I was doing a great job and that they were so impressed and that this is where they see me, you know, moving in my career. And they're just surprised because they just didn't know if I was actually the real deal. So from my social media and all of that, they didn't know if I just only cared about image and only cared about having the perfect life. So I, you know, like you have literally, this is what was said to me. You have a handsome husband, beautiful children. You live on a farm, like was having this job just part of your grand plan or like, were you really meant for this job? And we see now that you were meant for this job. And that next day I hired my coach. And now I own my own business. That's such a shitty. First of all, like there's so many things in there that are, that say so much more about the other person. Yeah. 
I know. Like how, but can in the you, moment, how dare you have a good life? <laughs> in the moment, it was just, it was just so eye-opening to me because I thought I was going to work there forever. Like I literally thought I was going to retire there. Like I'm like, I love this place. And it was that moment of like, you know, people always say, don't give everything to your job because if you die tomorrow, they would replace you. And it's, I mean, it's, it's true. You would be replaced. And in that moment, it was like, I am not going to give up everything, not everything, but like so much of my time and time with my kids and just my talents when this is what was being thought of me at some point. And whether or not they really thought that, I mean, I'm sure they did enough to the point where they said it. I was shocked it was actually even said to me. But it was just this moment of, I'm worth more than this and I'm going to prove it and I'm going to kick ass. And like, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I love a good FU origin story. I know. <laughs> They're kind of my favorite. <laughs> it was a big FU. And yeah. And I mean, like that happened in, I think it was even April. So like, I mean, it took me a while, but it was just the, it's what I needed. It's what I needed because it's never, it was never going to be the right time for me to make this jump. I am a mom. I'm with young kids. Like I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. I'm not done having children. And so I was like, okay, do I just wait? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to wait. Like life is way too short and my life might be a shithole for a little while while I figure this out, but I've just got to do it. Or maybe it'll just be life. A little yeah. bit of a little bit of messy, a little bit wild, you know, just all the life stuff. as life as we know it. I mean, seriously, it's always going to be crazy. Um, how can we support you? How can we support Lulu and Leo's? What What would be follow helpful? us on social media? And if you own a small business or if you have a family member or a friend who owns a business who could use help with their marketing initiatives, please have them send us an email at hello at luluandleos.com. And we would love to talk to them. What else like would be supportive for you? I don't know. Sign up for my email list. I think, um, yeah. I really just engagement, engage with people. I think that's probably my advice. And for anybody who's listening and following Erin on her social media, you know, engagement is huge and commenting on people's posts and liking their posts. Like everybody who's doing this, they're a small business who, who needs your support. And if you really do love and support people, then start engaging with people. And that's what it's for. Um, have you thought about for you, like what success means? Yes. And I've listened to you ask this question to every single person. And every time I listen to the podcast, I think about what I would say. And at first I always thought it would be a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. I am money oriented. Like I am not going to yeah, act like I'm this too. person. That's like, I don't need money. It's like, Oh hell no. Like I love expensive skincare. Like I am like, I need it. So I'm not naive to that, but I think instead of a number, it's more of a, a certain level of comfortability for me, like, and being able to 
send my kids to the school I want to send them to and being able to go on certain trips and be able to have employees and be able to treat them the way that I want to treat them and pay them the way I want to pay them. So success to me, I think is more of a, a lifestyle achievement with my business. So yes, it's a lot of money that comes with that. (laughs) Well, I hear that it's a lot of money that comes with it, but I also hear that money in service of supporting other people. Yeah. Um, it sounds a little bit like you're judging yourself for wanting some money to like achieve a little bit of these goals. Yeah. It sometimes feels a little like, uh, you know, but I do want that. Like I, I want to be able to send my kids and pay for their school. Like I want to be able to gift things to people and, you know, make memories with my family while they're all still here and go on certain vacations and get away with my husband to make our marriage stronger. Like being able to afford to do those things is success to me. Mm -hmm. Anything else before we wrap this up? Anything you want to tell the universe? Um, yes, success sooner rather than later, please. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it's working. I'm, it's going great. I just, yeah, no, um, I don't think so. No, I think my biggest message would be to anybody who's contemplating starting a business or wanting to make a change in their life. I, my biggest advice would be connecting with the universe, but also honestly getting a coach because I think having a coach helps you connect to the universe more, holds you accountable for what your dreams are. Yeah. I mean, for whatever it's worth, Beth, like I feel as though I remember when I got the email, Hey, my friend Beth is doing this. I was like, Oh, perfect. (laughs) I don't even think that there was like a very fast turn or very slow turnaround between me getting that email and me hiring you. And it was one of those universe moments for me too, like me being able to say yes, me being ready, me being in that place was a universe moment for me. Um, You're what started it. I'm not. Like real (laughs) client. No, I mean like really the first person I like didn't know was like, yes, and let's do it. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to actually maybe work. Well, and I will say that for whatever it's worth for the people that are still listening, like investing in yourself the way Beth did is the adventure of a lifetime and living Mm -hmm. in that is a way of being that can't ever take away from any success. I agree. I agree. Investing in yourself is literally the best thing you can do. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Beth. I love spending time with you. Me too. This was fun. Can't believe an hour is over. Okay. Thanks. This is Not Advice is brought to you by me, Erin Conlin. If you are interested in learning more about my coaching practice or how we might be able to work together, please visit erinconlin.com. This podcast would not have happened without production support from Cedar Cathedral Narrative Studio. 